Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like great banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads Hello. Wow, you're still here. Hey, pat yourself on the back real quick. You're probably not at work, you're probably at home, going fucking crazy. And truly, congratulations on not killing yourself. I've also like to especially congratulate myself for not killing myself, because I'll tell you later. But boy, what a week. What a week. What a fucking next couple of months. I mean, everyone's going nuts. Everyone's going nuts. But before I get into all that shit... (laughs) Uh, this is going to be a lighter episode. Well, minus the story about me wanting to kill myself. Uh, that'll come later. But uh, yeah, I feel like we all need a little laugh skis. little laugh. Um, if you are in the following cities on the following dates, way in the future, when hopefully this goddamn virus has subsided, come out to see me live. St. Louis. Oh, so excited. I'm headlining Helium June 11th through June 13th. I wanted to go there because the city museum is one of my favorite places on the planet. And I was like, can I headline there? Because I want to go to like city museum like two days in a row. And my agent was like, okay. So I'm going to be there June 11th through the 13th. And God help us if that gets canceled. I swear to God, if that far in advance shit gets canceled, I am. I'm going to be fine and so will you, but it won't feel like it. Do you know what I mean? And if you find yourself in Denver, Colorado... September 10th through the 13th. I'm always doing comedy on 9-11. Always. Um, Corinne Fisher and I are headlining Comedy Works in Denver. It's one of our favorite places on the planet. And I hope you come. I hope you come. Man, this quarantine shit. It's it's not some bullshit because it's very important. It's very important. But I already felt before this virus was like really sweeping the news and the people of this world. I was like, feeling stir crazy and uh and then this isn't helping I feel very restless all the time and partly it's because I drink caffeine and I probably should stop that and I also I have to meditate my friend had texted me a week ago and was like hey you want to do this Deepak Chopra's uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right and I don't care uh meditation challenge it was a 21 day meditation challenge and I was like fuck yeah and so she messaged a group of us every day with the phrase of the day and a and an audio file with the meditation and things to write down in your journal and let me tell you something first two days I was like this is the shit I'm so on top of everything I'm really helping myself day three I'm like I just fell off Oh, I need to do I need to get back on that. I need to do something. And reading books is a good thing to do. And I've been reading a lot of books um, and listening to books, not doing it at the same time, because that's impossible. Unless the audiobook actually it would be kind of nice to listen to the audiobook while reading the physical book. Because when whenever we used to read out loud in school, and we were like reading with whoever the fuck was reading out loud, it was like very I like really retained it, you know? Like that was that was good. This quarantine shit is, um, boy, it's making me crazy. Feel like I got mad cow disease. Moo. Nope, it's just corona. New York City, this is the craziest, this is one of the craziest things I've ever experienced in New York. Hurricane Sandy 
was the second craziest. And I really didn't think that could be fucking topped. And if you don't know, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast. I forget what I say because I talk too much. But Hurricane Sandy, I invited Corinne Fisher down from her electricity-filled, non-flooded apartment in Harlem at the time to hang out with me and my ex-boyfriend. And our apartment ended up getting flooded with three feet of sewage water. And that's when I discovered he still had his porn star ex-girlfriend's butthole flashlight in his closet. And that wasn't fun for Corinne or me, but especially not Corinne. Like that, that's, that's a bummer. You know what I mean? No one wants to be, I hate, I hate when couples fight in front of me or in my vicinity. It happens. You just got to get over it. But like, if I'm living with a couple, I would never want to live with a couple. That sounds fucking terrible. I don't care how cool you are. Never want to live with a couple. And I would especially not want to be stuck in a, in an apartment that the bottom level is flooded with sewage water and the girl just found her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend's butthole flashlight in the closet. It was not good. And I remember, I remember <laughs> we were not smart. Corinne and I, Corinne and I went outside in the hurricane and there was one point where we walked up to First Avenue and uh, it was a river. There were newspaper stands floating down First Avenue and the wind was so insane that if you walk down to first it created like this wind tunnel and <laughs> you could lean into the wind with your full body weight and not fall over and I was like damn I've never experienced anything like this and then the electricity was out and everything was closed I'm like this is this is it's a terrible thing that's happening I know a lot of people perished and like things perished and shit got ruined but it's kind of cool like it's kind of like whoa kind of cool like it's very unforgettable this might be more unfor more unforgettable I gotta say I was walking around no one has toilet paper so let's hope to hell we don't get diarrhea because I can only wipe my asshole with paper towels so long until it starts to bleed you know and I have baby wipes but I can't flush those which is fine but I'm gonna run out of toilet paper is what I'm trying to say CVS had tissues I'm like I guess I'll just when I run out of, I have one roll of toilet paper left. I went to three drugstores, no toilet paper. They all had a sign that said limit one item per person. No, I don't think anybody followed that shit. Man, New Yorkers are such dicks, but I love them, you know? All these businesses were closed. I took a city bike. I wore gloves, a relax. Took a city bike downtown today because I wanted to adopt a puppy. Because I was like, if I'm going to be fucking home for 8,000 more years in this apartment, I'm going to have a puppy. I, ha I have to. I have to. I have to have a puppy. And I went down to this one shelter that my friend Justin is friends with the owners. And uh, I, wa I rode my city bike down. And I walked in and I was in a terribly depressed mood. You'll find out more on that later. And I walked in and I was very morose. Just like, ugh. Just like, just kill me, you know? It's one of those... When I get really depressed like this, I... I'm a very lazy, depressed person. Like, I'm not going to jump in front of a bus, but I hope to God a bus jumps the curb and runs over me. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't have the balls to do it. But if it happened to me, I wouldn't be like, wah, you know? I mean, I'd probably be in pain if I didn't die right away. But um, I was just really depressed, and I walked in expecting to adopt a puppy because my therapist wrote me a letter to get a therapy dog because she was like, girl, yeah, you, know, you need one. You 100% need one. And it's not bullshit. Like, it's not one of these, I just want to, like, take Lulu to, like, a restaurant and, like, get her a vest. No. 
I am sad. <laughs> and I need a goddamn animal. And I walked in and I checked the hours. They were still open. I walked in and there was a couple people there. And the woman was like, do you have an appointment? And I was like, no. And uh, it, no, this is how I said it. I was like, no. <laughs> and she goes, I'm sorry. This is appointment only. And all of our appointments are booked for today. And I just looked at her. I just looked at her like, are you going to do this to me, lady? Really? And then on top of that, to put salt in my wound, just sprinkle some truffle salt in my wound. She goes, yeah, sorry, you'll have to make an appointment. And can you get out of here? We're trying to limit the number of people. I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm just going to go jump off a building. I, I didn't, obviously. I'm here. But um, <laughs> that really sucked. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. One thing before I, uh, one little note I wanted to make before I get into the mushroom trip from hell. Um, somebody messaged me and I thought I took a screenshot of it, but I can't find it in my phone. Somebody messaged me, DM me on Instagram and they had listened to, what was it? Last week's episode about empath. I don't know. I could look it up, but I'm not gonna, I think it was last week that I talked about it and I had this really crazy light bulb aha moment and it was very helpful for me. And this girl who listened to the episode and I'm assuming you're listening now because you listened to the, my podcast was like, hey, you know, I don't want to be a dick, but everyone technically is an empath and you're not that special. And I'm really sick of people being like, it's an empath, I'm an empath. And at first I was like, oh, fuck you, bitch. Um, but then I thought about it and I actually agree with her. I do. I don't want to, but I do. I do. I agree with you, girl. Forget your name. I thought I screenshot it. I wouldn't say it anyway. That's rude. But I do agree, like with all of this self-help stuff, and I think I've said this a couple times before, you, you guys hear me once a week on this podcast being like taking deep dives into my own mind. I don't do that all the time. You just hear it when I do do it, you know? So when you hear from me, that's what you hear. You hear this really introspective, like, I gotta figure this shit out. I'm really fucking sad. What's my issue, right? And I, and I overdo it with the self-help shit. I think a lot of people do. And you really got to take a breather and, and just kind of relax with it. You can't be introspective all the time because you're going to drive yourself into jumping in front of a bus. Seriously. You got to relax. Col color. Buy a coloring book. Order off, off of Amazon if anybody's still working there. You know, go for a walk. Go rollerblading. I went rollerblading the other day and I was like, I want to do something like scary. And, and I just started waving. There's a stretch of the East River where it's a very thin sidewalk and you're up against the FDR, which is a highway along the East River. And I was just waving to all the cars, like slowly, like I was like Miss America. And it felt like, ooh, this is embarrassing, but also kind of fun. So next time you rollerblade, just wave to people, wave to cars. It's fun. You're not going to see, you're only going to see them for a second. And if they know you, they'll think you're waving to them and you can be like, oh yeah, that was on purpose. Um, but I, I, I just want to put a word of caution out there for everybody who's like, yeah, I'm like figuring myself out. That's really good. But you also got to take a break and bu buy a coloring book or read a book. That's not self-help, like fiction, poetry, something. Cause I think if you focus too much on what's my problem, you can kill yourself. And I don't want that for you or you or you. And the empath stuff. Wait, I wrote like notes on it. 
No, I don't want to say them um, because I kind of already just said it. But yeah, the empath stuff is 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 something that at the time, the, the light bulb moment wasn't that I'm like, oh my God, I'm like this special human, which I am special. And you know what? So are fucking you. It's like, we're all special and then we're also not special. You know what I mean? Because I don't think you should get an ego about like, I'm like so special. You are, I will say this, and I think it's a scientific fact. I'm going to say it is. You are the only you on the planet, unless you got a twin. But your twin has a different name than you. So you that still stands. You're the only you on the planet. Unless your mom or dad named you the same thing. And that's rude. Or you're a twin and you got separated at birth and somehow was adopted by families that had the same last name and they named you the same thing. If that's ever happened, email me. I That would, that you, that's, that's the rarest thing I think could ever happen. Um, but yeah, the empath stuff is good to, for me, the reason why it, uh, it was such a light bulb moment is because I looked at all these qualities about myself that I thought I had to fix. And I realized I didn't really have to fix them. I just have to kind of nurture them and take care of myself. So that was really the exciting part for me. I do think everybody, if they really get in touch with it, could be an empath. I mean, you gotta like meditate, you gotta like drink a lot of water, and you gotta like do like, like yogi tea and like, you gotta like, like just stare at a wall and like look at the sky. And I feel like if you did that for consistently for a couple months while we're in quarantine, might as well, right? Get a new skill. Uh, you could really be in touch with your empathy more than the average bear. Um, but just to that girl who DM'd me, um, kind of a cunty message, but you're right. You're right. You're right. God, I feel like I'm getting better as a person. I think I am. Because the the old me, the me like two weeks ago, would have been like, fuck you, bitch. But now I'm like, no, you know what? I see what you're saying. Might have not delivered it in the best way. But that's not that's not my problem. It's not personal to me. Okay? Let me tell you something, guys. I have not been making... This is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm depressed. Ugh, God. You know, it's just life is just a lot, a lot. But I haven't been making great decisions for myself lately. I've been dipping back into the Adderall. Um, not a ton, but that's not good, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you might as well be honest about it. There was a girl who um, messaged me. Actually, I want to read it. Um, she didn't message me. She came to one of my shows and she gave me a a gift. I forget what the gift was, but it, she, it came with a card. And I read, I, I found the card today um, when I was cleaning out my desk and I wanted to read it really quick. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves or like look at a wall real quick. I'm going to go get the card. It's going to be like two seconds. Calm down. So this girl, when I had talked about the Adderall thing on Guys We Fucked, um, I stopped doing it. I stopped doing it for a real long time. And then I started doing it again because uh, I had a couple pills on my desk and I would like take like a little, like I would break the tiniest piece off, but it was to the point where I could still feel it. And you know, I can't say this enough. Adderall is basically meth and I wouldn't recommend Adderall to my worst enemy. Um, it's been a real struggle and I feel like I'm so, I'm so thrilled to do anything on Adderall. Truly, I'll organize all the drawers I'll clean every inch of my apartment. I, mean, I love cleaning. It's very therapeutic for me. But cleaning on Adderall was something I used to do all the time. And it was so fun. But like, you know, you shouldn't take meth to clean. You know, if you don't feel like cleaning, just watch TV or something. But I found this postcard today and I was like, man, Christina, don't be a fucking fraud. 
You know, I really don't want to be. I think we all lie to ourselves often. But uh, one of the things that I came to terms with after this mushroom trip from hell, and I told my friend uh, Wendy and Corinne, um, I was like, do you know what? I got to come clean. I've been I've been taking Adderall every once in a while, and I don't I don't like it. I that's I th- I feel like that might be part of my problem again. Um. Uh, this note from this girl. I hope it's okay that I read it. And if not, I'm sorry. Um, but this is what it said. And I found it today and I started crying. And I was like, you're going to hang that up on your goddamn cork board in your office that you just cleaned. And you're going to look at it every day. It says, Christina, thank you for your bravery and courage speaking out about your Adderall addiction. Although I've listened to the podcast and looked up for you to you for years, I don't relate to many things you talk about as a young femme gay girl. Um, that doesn't part that doesn't party or do hard drugs that much to hear you speak about your Adderall addiction made me stop in my tracks as someone who has been self-medicating for years and hospitalized for almost a fatal Vyvanse OD and Vyvanse is like, Oh, I was on Vyvanse. I had a couple crazy months on Vyvanse. If you took Vyvanse, woo, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I know how scary it is to admit to yourself that you have a problem. In fact, it took me years to even consider Adderall an addiction since it's normalized in society, in a society where being on all the time is valued. Ain't that the goddamn truth? Getting clean is an exciting and scary time. Working through trauma without these vices is even scarier. I'm wishing you nothing but strength, peace, and serenity as you continue your journey. Thank you for speaking out about a type of addiction that is so damaging yet so normalized. I'm excited to continue hearing about your recovery. Trust me, you're going to feel a lot more clear and grounded and at peace um, with yourself. And it's from a girl named Lindsay. And Lindsay, I really appreciate you giving me this card. It means a lot. And... I found it today. I'm like, Christina, you fucking fraud. You fucking fraud. And I never know if I, I overshare, I guess. I haven't regretted anything I've shared so far, but I've always wondered like, man, when I look back, I would like to have a child in my life and maybe that kid will have kids. If I ever have grandkids, I mean, this shit, this recording is going to live forever. It's on the internet. Unless Corona takes the internet, which honestly might be great. But, you know, am I going to regret sharing all this shit, the sexual stuff on guys we fucked? Like, that's why I love being behind a paywall with Luminary. It's not to be some elitist prick, but it's like it kind of got scary to admit all these intimate details about my life. Um, and so if you're paying, which is only like two ninety nine a month, P.S. Now Luminary's like adjusted their payments, like how much it costs a bunch. But now it's only two ninety nine if you sign up for a year. It's like three ninety nine if you sign up monthly. But I feel better because I'm like, dude, if you're listening to this and you're paying $2.99 a month, you want to be here and you're not going to use my words against me. Um, but I do always wonder, like, am I going to regret sharing all this shit? And I think as long as I'm honest with myself, like really honest with myself and, and that trans transfers to being honest on a microphone, I will feel good about it. I'll feel okay about it. And one of the things that's kind of been eating me up the past couple of weeks is like, dude, you dip back into Adderall. You got to stop. You got to fucking stop. You got to stop. And Lindsay's letter is very helpful. So um, thank you. And if you're struggling with addiction, goddamn, man, I know it's not easy. It's very hard. But you really, this is the most cliche shit you'll ever hear. The one day at a time phrase is so, so true. And if you just, I, I always focus on the future in in a way that's not healthy. Because I've always, ever since I was a kid, I I've always had to have something that I need to look forward to. 
if it was a trip or a class field trip or a vacation. I didn't really go on vacation as a kid, but um, just something to look forward to. And I would hang on to that for dear life. And I've been reading back through my diaries lately. I've been keeping diaries in middle school and high school and, and most of college. And I and I page back to find dates because I kind of can remember the dates that like really traumatic shit has happened to me um, with my mom. The time where uh, I was about, yeah, I think I was 16 years old and I was out to eat at a restaurant with my mother, my grandmother who was fresh off a stroke and my brother's girlfriend at the time and my mom had asked me if, in few words like if I was still a virgin and I didn't want to lie to her and I said no because I had lost my virginity to my boyfriend at the time and uh and when she left the restaurant and made me call my dad from the hostess phone to pick me up I I brought this up in therapy the other day I'm like you know what that really fucked me up that like that fucked me up I talk about it but I I don't really I don't really take the time to go, no, 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 that fucked me up. It fucked me up because no one, my father, my brother, my mother, and it's not, everyone's doing the best they can, okay? So you can't, you know, I don't blame anybody, but with who I was and who I am and how sensitive I was at the time, I needed someone to be like, hey, that was, she was overreacting. I felt like I was bullied by my whole family because when I got home, my brother and my dad were like, whoop, mom's pissed. And I'm like, okay. And if someone would have been like, hey, that's not an appropriate reaction to have. Christina, you were honest with her and she shouldn't have done that. Man, that would have saved me a lot of trouble. Because when going back to my diary, I kind of have a rough idea of when that happened. I found the dates. I didn't say shit about that in my diary. I'm like, damn, I was pretending that everything was fine. I have been clinging on to, I'm okay. You know when you're like, you go to a yoga class or you're out at the store. Remember when we used to go to stores when there wasn't a virus? That was fun. When you're out at a store and you see, I always recognize it in women. I don't know if men are like this. I feel like when men are like this, they just like shoot up a school or something. Not all men, but like men aren't, you know, encouraged to be in touch with their feelings and their anger as much as women. And so I feel like men just explode. But women really try to hang in there and pretend like everything's okay. And if you're ever at a yoga class or a store and and you see a woman and she's like smiling and gritting her teeth and you're like, dude, I know if I looked at your refrigerator, you would have, it would be covered in inspirational quote magnets. And that's the person that needs the most help. The one with all the inspirational quotes on the fridge. You know what I mean? Like a lot, like a plethora of them. And, and, and that woman is just like, I'm okay. And you're like, girl, you're not okay. And man, you're going to explode. I feel it. I feel it. It's not because I'm an empath and I'm special because that doesn't make me special because we're all special. Okay, so fuck you. But I feel your, your impending doom. And I look back at my diary and I was just acting like everything was fine. The, the day after um, that suicide attempt, not mine, um, <laughs> uh, the day before I moved away to college, I, I wrote in my diary that day that I thought my mom was like bullying me. Like it, it felt like she was bullying me. She was really mad at me. And then after that, I wrote a bunch of entries after that. I mean, a bunch, like a year's worth. I didn't mention that incident at all. And I'm realizing when I have a crush or when I'm in a relationship, I I use that as my... Oh, I'm going on a class field trip in a, in a couple of weeks. I'm going to just hang on to that for dear life. That is my ultimate distraction is love. And, and I love being in love. I mean, who fucking doesn't? If you hate being in love, that's just weird. 
It's silly. But I use crushes even. I don't even have to be in love. Half, the last couple times I was really into someone, they didn't like me back all the times. <laughs> but, but I was like, it's okay. Maybe one day they'll change. No, girl, you got to go. Um, and a, even a crush, even someone I'm flirting with. I am not flirting with anybody. I am not on the dating apps. I, there's no one I have a crush on. And so I am true. And this fucking quarantine shit. I am being faced with my own thoughts harder than your girl ever has. Truly. Truly. This is very difficult. And I think because I don't have all of these like distractions in my way by way of like I was supposed to go to we were supposed to go to Skank Fest in Houston. I was so excited for that. That got postponed to September. And all the comedy clubs are shutting down. All the restaurants are shutting down. And I'm like, boy, do I just have to sit with myself? I gotta sit with myself. You know? And and because I don't have these distractions that have been so helpful, I am sad. And I haven't been making the best decisions for myself. I've been making some good ones, but the bad ones are, have been bad. And one of the bad ones is is dipping back into the Adderall thing. And another bad one I made yesterday. I'm recording this Sunday. And, you know, if you put it on paper, the situation really does sound like, how do how, you think this was a good idea? But I met, um, I met a guy in the ER. <laughs> I was taking a friend to the ER. I wasn't, like, injured or whatever. And I was so, like, uh, amazed by this person because this person had, I don't want to, like, if they're listening, I don't want to, like, say any specific quality. I'm not trying to, like, hide your identity, but I just, you know, just keep it private. Um, and he was telling me that he, he worked in the ER. He was a nurse. Um, and he was telling me um, about, you know, drugs, psilocybin, and, and, like, the powers of psychedelics. And we were, we were having this conversation. The friend that I went to the ER with um, – and me and this nurse, this male nurse, had like a great time in the ER. Like it truly, this guy's presence and meeting this guy was like made the ER trip like less scary and okay. The, this friend is totally okay. But um, yeah, I met him in the ER and he came to our comedy, sh um, uh, my comedy show a couple times and he's a cool dude. Um, he used to be, uh, there was one point where he told me he used to be a former child soldier. And I was like, oh boy, he's not from this country. And I was like, oh, that's some shit. God damn. And he just knows a lot of things. And I'm like, just fascinated by this person. And uh, he had wanted to hang out. Um, and I said, yes. And he was like, oh, I, I grow mushrooms. Um, and he's like really nerdy about, he grows his own um, stuff. And uh, <laughs> I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I don't think I'm saying any specifics that are going to, that's going to do that. But if so, just text me and I'll take it down. Um, but I, I hung out with him yesterday and we were doing we were going to do these mushrooms. Now, let me tell you my experience with mushrooms. I've taken the actual physical mush like the the actual mushrooms that are dried up. I've taken those before, not in a high dose by any means. I I kind of like barely felt them. I guess you call it like microdosing. And I know that microdosing can be very beneficial to all, you know, trauma and all the shit. I can cannot imagine it's beneficial if you just guess and do it yourself. It's probably not a great idea. You probably want to do it under the supervision of like a professional or whatever. And uh, and I have these mushroom chocolates that I bought that I had been buying. And I got like, I went through a real mushroom chocolate phase. Because when I dipped my little 
tongue into these mushroom chocolates. I was like, holy hell. I actually, I didn't, I don't think I full on tripped because there's heart-shaped chocolates. And the guy was like, take half for a trip, take one for a journey. And I was like, okay. And so I always only took half. Um, But when I took half, it was just like, oh man, it was an amazing feeling to be on these mushrooms. But it wasn't a feeling, I mean, granted, I did do them a lot of days, not in a row, but like, you know, every weekend for like three weekends in a row. I would take half of a half of a chocolate and this is definitely more than microdosing these chocolates the amount I took I wouldn't say it was a full trip but it was definitely more than microdosing because man those patterns on the walls was moving um and and so this friend this guy that I met in the ER <laughs> whatever um he has it he had these mushrooms and so we were gonna go walk around and do the mushrooms and I took them and he took them and I just about 30 minutes in, I was like, um, oh, wait, I don't like this. And then we walked and we sat on a bench and I started crying, just crying. And I felt this pain in my heart as if I was going through one of the worst heartaches ever. Think of the worst heartache you've ever had. And it felt like that, plus you like pooped on it. Like the little, di- add a little metaphorical diarrhea to that heartache in, in whatever form you wish. But the, I was so upset. And my friend was like, we should probably go back to your apartment. I don't think we should be in public. I'm like, whatever. I don't care. And then when we were in the car ride back, we were on Roosevelt Island. He got us an Uber. And for whatever fuck reason, like the highways in New York City, I love them. They're magical. But you don't want to be tripping and experiencing the worst emotional pain you've probably ever felt in your fucking life. And going back from Roosevelt Island to Manhattan. Because let me tell you, we had to go on top of buildings. This car had to drive through all this shit. And that's when I really started tripping. At one point, I looked at the skyline. We were coming in from, we had to go to Queens to go back over to the Roosevelt Island to go to Manhattan. And I was like, this car ride is never going to fucking end. I don't think it's ever going to end. And I looked at the city and it was all cartoons. It was an it was like I was looking at a cartoon. It was like I was in a cartoon. It was like I had my VR headset on, but I didn't actually have it on. And that's not an enjoyable thing that I ever want to experience ever again. I was tripping balls and I wanted holy shit, I wanted to die. We come back to my apartment. I am crawling on the floor. I'm I'm not I didn't pass out, but I felt at one point all of my functions just go, we're going to take a five second break here. And I just fell over. I mean, luckily I was sitting at the time, but I fell over and I just started drooling. And I'm like, is it? And in my head, I'm like, hey, can we uh, can we sit up, Christina? No, that's not going to happen. OK. And the one of the worst parts about it was uh, before we got in the Uber, I realized that if I opened my eyes, it was terrible. But then if I closed my eyes, equally terrible. And that ain't a position your girl ever wants to be in again in her life. I can, I, wow. And then I, this person knows, um, our mutual friend is my friend, Justin Silver. And I was like, call Justin and tell him to come over here. And I was looking at my friend and I was like, are you even in front of me? Where am I? Is, and then I kept, I think I kept saying like, is this okay? Am I doing, am I okay? What's happening? Did I do something bad? I kept going, did I do something bad? Justin came over, God bless his heart. And I was drooling, snotting, and crying. Fluids were excreting. I don't, and I, I was spilling whatever beverage 
like the water that he was giving me. He's like, hey, can you drink some water? I'm like, yeah. And then I just spilled it all over myself. And I kept looking at him and looking at my other friend. And I'm like, which their faces kept changing. I'm like, this is this is truly a nightmare. There is absolutely nothing that will take me out of it because I mean, unless there's something that I don't know about, I feel like when you're tripping balls on mushrooms, you you can't get out of it. I didn't want to listen to music. I didn't want any stimuli. Like I didn't want, I barely wanted the lights on. And then I kept going to the bathroom and then I could go come out and then my teeth were chattering so hard and I couldn't stop and my body temperature was fluctuating. This probably lasted for five fucking hours. This was the trip from hell. And I got so mad at myself for putting myself in this situation because no matter what anybody else does to me, it is, I control how I react and I control the decisions that I make. And I had a feeling, I, God damn it, I hate this. I had a gut feeling that this wasn't a good idea. I remember being, we were on Roosevelt Island. It was a beautiful day out. And then he took the mushrooms out. And I'm like, I just don't think I should be doing this. And you know what? Did it anyway. Overriding my gut. That's something that I want to fix it. I want to fix it. Don't know how, but I really want to. I, and then when I was finally, the hallucinations stopped happening, I went into the darkest mental space. I'm like, I thought this shit was supposed to help you, you know? I went into the darkest mental state and I told Justin, I go, and I I felt the gravity, I felt the weight of the words before I even said them. I'm like, Justin, I quit. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here. I try so hard. I try so hard to get to a place where I'm happy and it doesn't work. And and I one of the things that my therapist always tells me, and she's it's one of the things I think I have to really concentrate on working on first. Well, second to the, you know, being mindful about not putting substances in my goddamn mouth anymore. I beat myself the fuck up so hard. I am so hard on myself. And I know, look, we're all we're all our own worst critic. But sometimes I'll say things about my actions to my therapist, and she'll go, Oh God, Christina. Be nicer to yourself. And like her reactions, they're very helpful (laughs) because sometimes she'll be like, oh God. I'm like, wait, was that bad? But I just said, she's like, yeah, a little bit. I am so hard on myself and I don't know where that came from. She asked me where that came from. I'm like, you know what? Couldn't tell you because one thing that my parents were not was hard on me. They were strict, but I'm looking back at all of these home videos because I was doing this, um, this piece where comedians write songs that I'm very excited for when it comes out. Probably not going to come out for a couple months, but um, where comedians uh, write songs. And I did this, um, the director wanted to rip some DVDs of some home movies of mine. And I was watching them back, kind of going through the footage to see which DVDs I wanted to give him. And my mother and father, the words that they said to me in these videos were so sweet and encouraging. And there was one video where, I was literally doing a dance for my mom and she was like, oh, that's great, honey. And it was just, that was bad. But all these other videos, my parents were so loving and encouraging to me. There was one video of me in a tutu. I was the cutest fucking kid. Seriously. I don't care if this sounds narcissistic, but I was the, I am so in love with how cute I was as a baby. (laughs) I was so fucking cute and charming. And I had a fro, like this curly Shirley Temple hair. It was great. But 
there's one video of me as a ballerina and I was four four or five years old and my dad was filming me and my, I heard my mom's voice in the background like honey like do a little dance or whatever and there was this moment where I like almost fell over and I was just nervous and I didn't want to do it and my mom in the most loving tone was like no 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 you can do it it's okay sweetie you can do it and I'm like damn so I know that sometimes we rewrite our own history and our own stories in our mind as we get older and our memories just get jostled because you know too much shit in our head not enough real estate and I'm like damn there was my mom and dad really did give me this supportive love and that doesn't take away from the fact that like the moments that I wasn't supported, they, were, they really, they fucked me up. You know, they were really bad and they, they injured my soul. Um, but that's not to say you can't recover from that because I know I can. But I'm like, okay, so my parents did, they were so sweet to me when they talked to me, like at least in these videos, they were so encouraging and sweet and supportive. And when I was in the plays in middle school and high school and I, and I, all of my acting stuff in, in college, they were so fucking supportive. They came to every play. I mean, truly, I couldn't ask for more support in that area. They were never, there was one moment where, because I used to tell them I wanted to be a heart surgeon slash scientist. But if I'm being honest with myself, looking back, I just said that because I'm like, my parents would like that. Um, but I used to say I want to be a heart surgeon slash scientist. And I remember when I started getting leads in the plays in middle school and high school, I was like, you, you know what? Actually, I want to be an actress. Like I had that burning flame in my stomach and I'm like, I have to do this. And I told them and they weren't even, they were like, okay, for a second. But then it was fine. They were so supportive. And uh, so I always had that supportive love. I mean, I guess not all, it was inconsistent and that's probably the nature of what fucked me up. But I'm like, where the fuck did I get this crazy critical voice? There was one moment I remember in fourth grade. I don't know why, it's such a vivid memory. In fourth grade, uh, we had to write all these facts about ourselves. And one of the things was how much we weighed. And I remember I weighed 74 pounds in the fourth grade. And I, I don't know where I picked this up, but I think I witnessed an adult woman be self-conscious about how much she weighed. I don't know if it was in TV or in real life, but I somehow learned because we all, a lot of these, our, all of our behaviors are learned behaviors. I somehow learned that it was, you should be embarrassed by your weight. And I remember the teacher coming around, like checking everybody's paper and seeing how they were doing. And she went to check my paper and I covered the, I weighed 74 pounds part of my paper. And she goes, Christina, why are you covering that? I'm like, I don't, and I couldn't talk. I was like, I, don't, I didn't know why. And I was like, I don't want you to see it. And she was like, take your hand off. And I did. And, and, and I don't like, I didn't have an eating disorder. Well, I did have an eating disorder for like six hot months um, after college bulimia but um but that was very short-lived but I was never weird about you know eating I mean I'm worried about eating because my stomach's very sensitive but I was never um I don't know I just didn't I I'm you know hashtag blessed with a great figure and a good metabolism and so I never really had to worry about weight um and I just remember that like beating myself up over how much I weighed and feeling really bad about it and I don't know where I learned that because it certainly wasn't my parents. My parents never had weight issues. I mean, they did have weight issues, but I, I don't ever remember them saying anything bad. I mean, maybe something happened and I totally forget it. But uh, yeah, it's weird. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out where the fuck did I get this voice in my head that is so relentless and hard on myself. And I, I don't know. You know, we're not going to find the answers to everything, kids. We just have to accept it.
I mean, I would love to know the answer because it would help me understand myself a little bit more, but you know, whatever. Um, so I'm trying to calm that voice down. But after this mushroom trip from hell, I went into the deepest depression for about an hour. Um, and I was telling Justin, like, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm done. I've worked so hard and trying to better myself. I put in the work and I'm done. And I really meant it. And I really thought like there was a part of me as I was saying that going, I think I'm so depressed that I just might like shut my body off. Like not, not even on purpose, but I feel like so depressed that I'm about to shut my body off. It was really dark. And then Corinne and Wendy came over. And by that time I was out of the woods with this terrible trip. And, uh, and then I was just like crying to them and I was telling them about the Adderall thing and they're, you know, and, and huh, I feel a lot better, but. Boy, oh boy, I would rather have a family member. Well, no, I don't want to wish anything bad on me. I would rather go through all the shit I went through as a child 10 more times than ever experience a trip from hell like the one I did on Saturday. That was the, that was so bad. I mean, wow. Woo, not great. And so I was beating myself up after when, when Wendy and Corinne were here and they're like, just, you, and Krim was like, and so was Wendy. Ugh, God, it's so important to have supportive friends. I cannot stress you enough. That is suicide prevention, having supportive friends and just, just mental health care. Um, they were like, Christina, these are, you make really good decisions for yourself and you also make poor ones and it's okay. That's life. And they were kind of just talking me, not off the ledge, because by the time they came over, I'm like, I feel a little better. But uh, they were pointing out, you know, I do make good decisions. I'm like, yeah, I, I do, right? I don't know. I don't know. No, no. And then I was like, can we just watch the news for a second? One, I haven't been watching the news because, you know, I've been in hell and talking to the devil for the past five hours. And two, like at this point, the news, it doesn't even depress me or make me sad. It's a distraction from my own mental health. <laughs> it's that terrible, especially with all the shit going on. But uh, yeah, I'll never. Hey, guys, I, I look at a lot of times I look at life as a movie. And and. And it comes in various acts, like an infinite amount of acts until you die, you know. But I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, and cut. That's a wrap on the psychedelics forever. Okay, guys, it's been a good run. We tried. That's a wrap for psychedelics, okay? You can go home now forever. I will never put a psychedelic in my mouth again. Holy hell. Holy fucking shit. I'm going to do... To cleanse the palate of for my own mental well-being. Let's do some fuckboy theater, shall we? Let's do some fuckboy theater. I'm going to read a bunch of fuckboy bios and conversations to you. Because I think we all need a little palate cleanser. Because, let me tell you, I hope everyone's doing okay. And, and, you know, stay inside because we got to fucking not spread this shit, I guess. But also, if you go outside, I'm, all, I'm not one of those people that's like, you're a piece of shit. You know, like wash your hands and stuff. But like, we have to go outside or we'll die. Okay. We got obviously we got to go to the store to get food. And I'm not I don't hate you if you're going out. I don't. I really don't. I know that there's people on the Internet and your friends and family that might hate you for going outside and think you're the devil. But I don't, okay? It'll be okay. Or it won't, you know? 
<laughs> but let's do some fuckboy Friday. Okay. I'm going to read a bunch of bios and some conversations because um, we need a little palate cleanser. Okay. This is a guy's bio. His name is, is Ravid. <laughs> it's David. It's David. This is his bio. Happily married and, <clears throat> in parentheses, verifiably open for friends who are women. Benefits optional. She does it too. Here are some reviews. Quote, lots of fun and patient and thoughtful and giving. End quote. That's from a girl who doesn't want to hang out with me anymore. Second quote, still the best oral sex I've ever had. That one's from the wife who gets a lot of oral sex. I guess he's not necessarily a fuckboy, but I just thought that was funny. Oh, here's a fuckboy. Oh, my God. Is he standing in front of American flag with a fedora on in his profile picture, ladies and gentlemen? Why, yes, he is. Oh, Joey. Not here to play no fucking mind games with you, quote, females. Also, if you're just not interested, then don't fucking swipe right. If you're interested, then let's talk. If not, fuck off. Joey needs a beer. Maybe Joey needs a mushroom trip from hell. Okay, this guy's name. I'm just going to say it. It's Jake. Uh-oh. Don't care. This is his bio. Again, these are bios. These are what people want you to see the first. Okay? Oh, his job? He's an entrepreneur in the mob. Um, okay. Warning! I'd bet money, legitimately bet real money, that you couldn't handle yourself with me. I make cute babies because my dick's retarded. I'll tie you up or choke you. Probably make you tell me you're a slut, too. I don't want to fuck, though, because you'll end up attached, and I don't want to be with you. I don't fuck with social media or pictures because I don't like the spotlight. Hit me up at your own risk, though. I'll pull up in a Mercedes, and we'll do whatever. Oh, Jake. Oh, and his profile picture is him on the floor. He looks very young. Oh, he is. He's 23. And it's like something that he must have posted on Instagram stories because there's text over the profile picture as if he posted on Instagram stories, even though he doesn't have social media. So calm the fuck down, you bitch. And the text over his picture says, chill, babe. We're all bad in someone's story. <laughs> Oh, I hope he gets Corona. He's too young. He's not going to do anything to him. I hope he gets something that humbles him. Maybe just a punch in the face. You know, some people really just need a punch in the face to be humbled. You know, I don't want them to get injured or die, but humbled. Like, you know, you know, those people that are like, I don't know what will humble you. No, I do. It's probably a punch in the face. It's probably it. Okay, this guy. Oh, boy. His profile picture he looks like he's a cast member of the Jersey Shore and lots of hair gel. His name's Roger, but not the Roger from Jersey Shore. And his profile picture is him in a white t-shirt in a bed talking on a flip phone and making a shh um, gesture. God, I hate him. And his bio says, again, this is his bio. This is what he wants you to know about him first. Other than this douchebaggery of a picture. Here to cheat. Want to find some dirty girl who ain't afraid of some morally corrupt fun. Oh, God. Here's a girl sent me a Craigslist ad from someone who posted it in North Carolina. And the Craigslist ad reads, 
Where are the ladies who love to have their kitty eight? I love to make it purr. I can meet you or come to your place. Not a good idea. Don't do that. I'll eat that mound till you're happy. I don't have to do more unless you want. I mean, maybe Corona is for the best. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Okay, this is... uh. This is a Tinder message. It's one way, because she don't respond, um, from a guy named Chris. Yeah, I said it. I'm easygoing and chill. Can be spontaneous if need be. I can cook, but I'd rather eat you. What are you, dumber? If the goal is to have someone chill and fun who could be on the same page as you and screw your brains out, then that can be me. I also have a nice curve on my dick that, quote, hits the spot. Those aren't my words. My goal would be to make your legs shake and make you squirt, winky face. I hope that wasn't too forward, winky face. Ugh. Okay. Here's a fuckboy conversation between a girl named Michelle, because you're going to find out her name anyway, might as well just tell you, and a boy named Ryan. This is a story of a girl who fucking wanted to jump in front of a bus. Okay. Um, ready? <clears throat> Michelle? Yes? What's up? Who's this? Ryan, how have you been? Remember me? I do. Is there something I can help you with? Yes. I'm recalling that you made plans with me a long time ago, and then when I was supposed to meet you, you stood me up. Unfortunately, I'm not interested in dating you because of that. But if there's something else I can help with, then let me know. I don't think I stood you up. We were supposed to go skinny dipping. I was supposed to go swimming with you. Yeah, and it was a certain day. And then I messaged you and you ghosted. Well, I want to make out with you. I promise I make it up to you. I'll let you know when I'm interested in makeout sessions, but I'm not interested in hooking up with people right now. Let's have a makeout session. So you're into makeout sessions? And then she doesn't respond. Shocker. And then the next day he says, send me a pic. Oh, Christ. You know? Okay, here's this last conversation I'm going to read. Oh, God, I want to punch this guy in the face. His name's Jeff. His name's Jeff. Thank God I know a lot of good Jeffs. Because this Jeff ain't a great one. Okay, ready? Hey. Hi. What's up? Just getting ready to head out. You? Just waiting for that selfie you promised. Heart eye emoji. Uh, I don't recall promising you a selfie. I sent you one, and you were going to give me one back. I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Well, could I get one? You're going to be fine, I promise. Can I get a pic, though? Of what? You! Doing what? Looking good. I don't think so. LOL. You don't have a nice pic of yourself? I have Instagram. They're all there. What is it? And then she says her Instagram handle. Cute! What's your bra size? You can't just ask a girl her bra size. I love them! They look nice and big! Yeah, they are. LOL. 
How big? Heart eye emoji, heart eye emoji, heart eye emoji, heart eye emoji. What a weird thing to ask a person, but they're 34 double D. OMG, heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji. Let's relax. LOL. And scene. That's a wrap. That's a wrap on Fuckboy Friday. That's a wrap on Jeff. And it's also a wrap on Ryan. Oh, fuck you, Ryan. And you too, Chris. You know who you are. Roger, that's also a wrap on you. And Jake, the person who legitimately would bet money that you can't handle your day. Fuck you too. That's a wrap on you. And Joey, stand in front of that good old American flag with a tackle bait vest on. That's a wrap on you too, Joey. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Okay. <sighs> no, no, no. Oh my God. <laughs> that reminded me of a story. I was, I've been doing this thing because I haven't been like consistently depressed. You know, it goes up, it goes up and down. Somebody in my comment section on my Instagram on one photo, I forget what it was, was like, I think you're bipolar. And then, and I was like, fuck you. Even though it's not bad to be bipolar, but I just like, that annoyed me. And then another girl messaged me was like, oh my God, that girl is just diagnosing you on your Instagram comments. I'm like, you know, thank you. Okay. Thank you. That was like kind of annoying. Right. But I'm whatever. But I, you know, like my moods are in waves like, you know, because I'm a person, I'm a human being, not a robot. I'm a person. And I was dancing around. I was, it was like a week ago. I was dancing around in like, I have these like really sexy little underwear set or the pajama sets I got from Victoria's Secret. And like, I don't care like what you think about that company. Cause like, yeah, they're probably like a piece of shit company, but I needed a cute pajama set. Okay. It's like the silky little tank top and shorts, right? Get your dick out. Don't put it away. That's rude. Um, but I was like dancing around, cleaning the house, smoking a dubes as you do. And I'd ordered Shake Shack. <laughs> Shake Shack. Oh, God bless Shake Shack. God bless him. And I forgot every time I order food, I always forget that I order food for like a second. There's this, I would say the five seconds before the buzzer rings, my buzzer, I forgot I ordered food. And every time the buzzer rings, I'm like, oh God, because the buzzer, I don't know if you've ever heard of that on this podcast or guys we fuck. It's jarring. It's a very loud sound. If, if I am, if I'm sleeping in, I'm sleep- you can wake me up. The only way to wake me up is to buzz my buzzer on my apartment. It's so loud. And so I was like, oh, fuck. And I meant to put sweatpants on or a robe or something to cover myself up. Because, like, not for nothing, but I looked super sexy. And I was, like, dancing around and high. And I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't have time to, like, get my robe downstairs before I opened the door. So I was like, I'm just going to open the door and, like, you know, just, you know, fucking reach my arm out. Even though that's rude. I just don't want this person to see me. And uh, the guy, the delivery guy with the Shake Shack fucking, like, held the bag out to the distance where I had to like come out from, you know, behind my door. And then I, he elevator eyed me. He was actually kind of cute, but he, you know, but it's like, Christina, no down girl. No, no. Um, he elevator eyed me. He was like, Oh, and I'm like, (laughs) I said out loud. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. We're not doing that today. Okay. I talked to him like a child. I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) That's a wrap on those elevator rides, okay? (laughs) Give me my fucking Shake Shack. And then I was very excited to eat Shake Shack. And I ordered, I forget what it is called on the menu, but they're like loaded fries. And it was French fries with cheese sauce and shallots, which are like little onions. And I was so excited because I rarely eat French fries. And I I very extra more rarely eat them with cheese. Um, And I ordered them and I got the fries and I got the the dried onions but they didn't give me no cheese 
And I was like, God damn it. You know, when you order delivery, this is probably champagne problems, but when you order delivery and, and then there's like one little cup of cheese missing, but it was like the main part of the thing you were excited about. And it puts you in this position because I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have a guy bike all the way back from Shake Shack to my apartment to give me this cup of cheese. That's just, ugh. That's not, I can't live with, I can't live with myself. Even if I tipped him about, like, I just, I just, it's a dick thing to do. And then whenever I'm put in those positions where you're like, I mean, I didn't get what I ordered and what I paid for, but it's too stupid of a thing to demand. And I'm not going to demand a refund because it's like, what, 80 cents? Give me my 80 cents. I'm not going to demand a refund. I'm not going to have the guy come back because that just feels stupid. And I'm like, fuck you for elevator eyeing me and putting me in this position. Granted, it's not the delivery person's fault, but the cheese wasn't there. But I was just like, well, ain't this a bitch? Aren't I in a little pickle? Not really in a pickle because, you know, you just got to deal with it and get the fuck over it, you know? And then my stoned ass opened the box of French fries and I sadly poured a little ranch dressing size container of dried shallots onto my dried fries and then I went to pick up the french fry and all the little pieces of the shallot, they fell off the fry. So I was like, oh, maybe if I just scoop it up. So then I got a spoon and I filled the spoon with the shallots and I put a french fry on the spoon. And I'm like, now I'm eating fries with a spoon like a piece of shit. It's just, you know. All right. So I got to go because I got to go. And you'll be fine unless you won't. But, you know, I'll hope and pray for you all pray for me um <laughs> I never pray um but I feel like it could be, it's like a useful duel um uh next week I want to the next couple episodes I want to dive into it's it's a self-help book yes but it's more like my religion now <laughs> and I know that sounds like dramatic but like I actually like mean it okay this book has changed my life and it's not when I read it, I well, when I listen to it, I listen to it often over the past couple of years, and I can't. I mean, I'm gonna listen to it until I have the whole fucking thing memorized. It's 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 self helpy, but it's not preachy. I don't know. It's it's a very stoic self help book. So it's not. If you're one of those people who's like way too introspective and you're like kind of driving yourself nuts because you're like, what's my problem or what whatever the fuck, I, I don't think this book will add to that turmoil in your head because um, it certainly doesn't add to mine. Because even when I need a break from all this like introspective shit, listening to this book truly helps me. Um, it's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, and it is my bible. Okay. I've I grew up with zero religion and I'm very happy about that. It's not because my parents were like, fuck religion. They just didn't have time. They were busy. And so zero religion. And so because of that, I got to like witness everybody else's relationship with their own religion. And I feel like religion can be a really beautiful, wonderful, spiritual thing. And this book is my religion. This is my Bible. Um, and I cannot recommend this book enough, even if you've already read it. I'm excited to dive back into it because it's not going to be, it's not overly preachy and it's just logic, man. It's just logic. Cause sometimes I just need somebody to be like, get the fuck over yourself. Get the fuck over it. It's not just fucking relax. You know, I get in these head spaces where I'm like, are they mad at me? Christina, they're not even fucking thinking about you. Do you know what I mean? 
And and it's so funny because Corinne Fisher, my comedy partner, my comedy wife, she is truly one of the few people that is has a very healthy level of self-confidence. And all of these agreements that this book talks about, pretty much everything this book talks about, she already operates by those standards. But one of the things that she's said to me throughout the years of working with her, and it's really helped me, I'll always think she's mad at me or I'll always think that someone's doing something to like slight me. And she's like, Christina, it's not fucking about you. It's not about you. And I need to hear it. And I need to hear it in that tone. And I need to hear it in those words because it really isn't. I take a lot of shit personally. That's one of the agreements. But I kind of want to do like an episode for each agreement. And it's going to be light. It's not going to be that heavy handed. Um, and uh, if if you are listening to this and you are short on cash and you can't, you want to read the book, email me because I like buying things for listeners um, when I can. And I haven't done this in a while. But email, the email for this podcast is the voices in our heads podcast at gmail.com uh email me with um the subject line four agreements or whatever and the first i don't know the book's not that expensive but the first handful of people I'll, I'll buy you the book um a paper copy of this book or a hard copy whatever the fuck and I'll, I'll buy it for you on amazon and i'll have it sent to you email me your name uh, uh the best telephone number because i think i have to put down the amazon order and your full address and i will buy this book for you um if you are someone who like can't afford it right now which i get especially with this fucking corona shit um i'm gonna start next week with the first agreement and we'll go we'll do four episodes um this book has truly changed my life and it's the one book that i consistently go back to and even when i'm feeling overwhelmed by like being in my own head this book takes me out of my own head and and it basically is, is like fucking relax and the man if you have the audiobook the narrator oh the most soothing voice and they got little like this like native american flute type instrument that they play at the beginning of our chat oh it's just it's just the best but if you want a paper copy of this book email the voices in our heads podcast at gmail.com and uh and i'll buy i'll buy for you for the first like i don't know like 10 or 12 people who email me whatever um uh because i really think that if you've never heard of this book it, it will truly change your life um and it helps even if you're like totally cool with yourself i just think it's it's just a great reminder um of these four agreements that they talk about guys uh i think this is a, a first in the voices in our heads podcast ever since the great jones spa episode but i found one activity that i would actually rather go to great jones spa than do again and that's talk to the devil on mushrooms okay not going to be doing that anymore. That's a wrap for me. That was hell. Truly one of the worst experiences of my entire life. And I've been through some shit. Guys, congrats on not killing yourself again this week. I think you're a fucking hero. And if no one has told you lately, you're doing great. Okay. Even if you're a piece of shit, you're trying. Okay. It's okay. We all got shit. We all got bullshit. I have so much bullshit. So do you. So does Stu. So does Ryan and Joey. They have more than we probably have, to be honest. I hope you stay safe and quarantined or whatever. Read a book. Go outside. Look at the birdies. Buy some flowers. Till next week, please don't kill yourself. If I'm not going to do it, you have no excuse. You can't do it. You're not allowed to kill yourself ever. That's the invisible contract that you sign in legal ag binding agreement, verbal, um, by listening to this podcast. I love you, and I will talk to you next Wednesday. Always look on the bright side of death Just before you draw your terminal breath
Life's a piece of shit when you look at it. Life's a laugh and death, the joke, it's true. You'll see it's all a show. Keep on laughing as you go. Just remember that the last laugh is on you.